1: Let's look at the matchup between the Notre Dame defense and the Duke offense. This is this is the side of the ball that Notre Dame should thrive on in this matchup. This is the this is the part of the matchup and the part of the game where to me, Notre Dame has a pretty clear advantage, to be honest with you. You know, one of the things that we had said coming into last week's game was, you know, Notre Dame was great statistically. And and, you know, when you when you look at what Notre Dame's rankings were last week and I'll, I'll pull them up now and, and kind of go over it just to give some some context. But, you know, Notre Dame's no, Notre Dame was just really, really good when it came to being a team that could go out there and shut teams down. But the question we had coming into last week's game was, is Notre Dame good enough to, to you know, to do that against a better team? Uh, or was it a situation where it was they beat up on bad teams and who had bad offenses, and which is true, by the way. And and um, you know, would they be able to kind of to improve and and thrive in some of those other instances? And so we we were we were going to know if that was the case. And when you look at la- the what where they were ranked last week, I have it right here. So Notre Dame defensively last seat, last week you know they ranked 14th in the country in scoring defense they were third in total yards they were third in yards per play they were uh 12th in red zone touchdown or red zone defense ninth in red zone touchdowns uh they were last going into last week's game uh, they were ranked um in rush defense they ranked let's see here 42nd uh, 27th in yards allowed per attempt. Their pass defense was outstanding. Uh, they ranked fourth in passing yards allowed, 13th in passing yards per attempt. Uh, they were outstanding. But what we said was, okay, that's great, but you haven't been tested by anybody like Ohio State. And they were tested by Ohio State. And they, oh, if you just look at statistically and for much of that game, they they did very well against Ohio State. They had the one big play in the third quarter, and then the fourth quarter, the the final drive collapse. But they did a lot of good things against Ohio State, and this Duke offense is just not as good.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: So if Notre Dame plays their game defensively and bounces back mentally from the Ohio State game, they should keep Duke in check. The only way Duke's gonna really have a lot of success, in my opinion, offensively, is if uh, they have if Notre Dame just doesn't play well. And then if Riley Leonard goes off, that's gonna be the big, the big key. And yes, they have good players and they have good receivers. Their receivers are are more shorter, you know, shiftier guys. No, they want to get the ball in space. They present a unique challenge for Notre Dame, which I talked about yesterday. But at the end of the day, this is a game that Notre Dame's defense should dominate this matchup and, and, and maybe dominates a bit much. They should they should be able to win this matchup. Are they capable of dominating Duke? Absolutely. But that that is going to come across as a little bit of slap in the face to Duke. Very good offensive line, decent talent and running back, outstanding quarterback, good talent at wide receiver. I like this Duke football team, but Notre Dame should should be better than them. The the We're going to get into the, really the matchup of in this game that's going to matter the most. And Notre Dame obviously ranks higher in points per game, significantly higher in total offense, significantly higher in yards per play. Third down defense is in a similar range. Notre Dame is a top 10 red zone defense this year, which is just not being talked about enough because they were one of the worst red zone teams in college football last year. One of the two worst in college football last year. They ranked second to last. In overall red zone percentage and dead last in red zone touchdown percentage, Notre Dame last year only stopped teams from scoring touchdowns on five drives the whole year. They've done that eleven times already this season, including stopping Ohio State in the inside the five yard line. It's actually at the one yard line last week in uh, in this past weekend's game. So big improvement there. The big key to me is going to be down there at the bottom. Notre Dame's been a decent defense and not giving a big plays. Duke is not a big play offense. You got to make sure you continue that. And that's what killed Clemson. Clemson gave up too many big plays against Duke. And that, and that's something that hurt him. There was, uh, I think it was the third quarter Riley Leonard had that, uh, had that long touchdown run in that game that, that, that put Duke ahead. It was a 44 yard run. If you go back and watch that play, he was hit two, three yards in the backfield. They missed a tackle. And then they missed another tackle. He was running. And if not when in that situation for Notre Dame, they have to tackle him. They can't allow that play to happen because at that point in time, you know, Clemson had really been out playing Duke for a while and that, you know, they had a seven to six lead at halftime. And then Riley Leonard comes out on third and three at the 44 yard line gets hit behind the line of scrimmage. You bring him down, drives over Duke's punting. You get the ball back. Instead, you miss the tackle. He goes 44 yards. And he scores a touchdown. And that's when it really fell apart for, for Duke, uh, who did or Clemson, who did not score a touchdown in the second half, but never punted. Missed a field goal, fumble, fumble, turnover on downs, interception, turnover on downs. And the fumble, the first fumble happened at the seven yard line. And and so again, it was just a game where, where Clemson shot themselves in the foot a lot. And then Duke did a great job of taking advantage. Notre Dame can't allow that to happen in this game. So look at the matchup of the passing game. This is not where Duke is going to hurt Notre Dame. If it does, then that means Notre Dame has responded poorly to this past week's game. That's basically what that means. and, and this is just this is just simply put, not a game that Notre Dame should should give up a bunch of yards in pass game. Uh, I like Duke's receivers. They're solid players. Uh, they're they're you know Jalen Cahun is a really good athlete a uh, really quality wide receiver, Jordan Moore. I like him a lot. I believe he's the a converted quarterback uh, who who battled Riley Leonard for the starting job, got beat out, and they moved him a receiver. Those are good football players. Their they're, um, they're tight end, Nikki Dalmolin, is a, a, a quality tight end, 6'4", 240. Has nine catches for over 100 yards in a season. He's a quality player. You can't turn loose. Notre Dame had some issues with covering the tight end last week. Now, of course, that was Cade Stover. It's a really good football player. But you've got to do better there. But simply put, this is a matchup Notre Dame should should dominate. Notre Dame ranks sixth, top ten in the country, and fewest yards per game, touchdowns allowed, pass efficiency defense. They're second. They are thirteenth in yards allowed per attempt. I mean they've they've given up a couple big plays in the past game, which are, are raised their yards per completion a little bit. Uh, that Notre Dame also ranks, I believe, second or third. Let me let me just go ahead and look it up real quick. They rank. Pass defense completion percentage. They are first in lowest completion percentage allowed so far, and so they've got to keep that going. And when you watch Duke, Duke does a lot of stuff short and intermediate. I broke it down last night that they are not a, a team that throws the ball down the field a whole lot. Uh, they don't throw the ball down the field with a whole lot of success. They are a sh- working the short to intermediates, to get their receivers in space, try to move the chains that way, complement the run game. And then if you make a mistake and you miss a tackle, that's when they're dangerous. Uh, run, They're going to run a lot of levels concepts. They're going to do some things trying to get the backs out of the backfield. You know, I talked about that from the matchup against uh, against Clemson. It, that One of the things that Duke did really well in the past game, Duke only threw for 175 yards in that game. Uh, but Jordan Waters, their running back, had 46 yards out of the backfield on three catches. And then their other running back, Jacquez Moore, had a 28-yard catch. I believe that was on a wheel route. Uh, so their running backs had 74 yards. So 74 of their 175 yards in that game came from their running backs, and uh, and they had some. They they were able to 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 make some plays in that regard. And I liked what they did in that game. They're going to do some of that stuff against Notre Dame because Notre Dame is a team that likes to blitz, and that's just that's going to be something that we're going. Notre Dame's going to have to be prepared for in this matchup. Actually, hold on one second. Let me look at this real quick. Uh, yeah, Moore and Waters were the two re- running re- receivers that uh, running backs that had catches in that game. So Notre is going to have to do a good job keeping that in check. But overall, if you play disciplined football and you tackle well, Duke's pass game is not going to hurt you too much. And Riley Leonard, he can make some plays with his arm. He's a good thrower. It's it's just that you're you're better there. You know they have quality receivers. Notre Dame has arguably the best cornerback tandem in the country. The concern that I have is if Notre Dame is a is a is a blitz heavy team in this game, like they've we've seen them do a lot in the past, it's going to hurt you there. The other thing that concerns me again from a specific matchup is Notre Dame has not been very good at protecting the middle of the field in the past game. They've been very vulnerable there, uh, very vulnerable there, and that's where Duke likes to attack. They like to attack the middle of the field a lot, and, and with different concepts. So if Notre Dame is not does not make adjustments. If Al Golden is not willing to look in at his defense and say, hey, you know, we've got we've got to do a pretty good job of of protecting that part of the field, then they're gonna they're gonna have some problems and and they're gonna they're gonna struggle because that's been a certainly a, a sore spot for Notre Dame. We talked about NC State having success there, Central Michigan had some success there, Tennessee State should have had success there if they were just a better football team. But Duke on the season has has already attempted 44 passes between 0 and 9 yards and another 17 passes uh, behind the line of scrimmage. That's for a team uh, whose quarterback so far this season has only completed or only attempted 99 passes on the season. And of those 99 passes, let's just get down here to the specifics. Uh, Of those 99 passes, according to Pro Football Focus, 61 of them, have been shorter than nine yards past the line of scrimmage. So it is a be disciplined, and if you're just going to vacate that part of the field with a bunch of pressures, then Duke will have some success throwing the football and moving the chains. It won't be like throwing for 350, but as far as moving the chains and being able to put points on the board. So they're going to have to thrive there. But here's the big matchup in this game. It's this one right here. Notre Dame is going to have to stop the Duke run game. And what makes it dangerous, and this ties into the pass game, is because when you look at Duke's pa- r- passing offense, and you say, well, man, they only rank," you know, they only rank, uh, you know, what is it? Let me let me pull, go back to that number. They only rank 87th in the country in yards. They're only averaging 224 passing yards a game. And you're Like that's not that good, and it's not. It's not very good. But what you don't see. Is how many of those plays come from the pass game. So when you when you look at at Riley Leonard, for example, and you look at the success he's had, you know he's a guy that that is going to have a lot of a lot of success running the football on plays that are not um, runs but passes. So the way that Pro Football Focus has it broken down is for of his yards this season. 106 of them have come on designed runs. 127 of them have come on scrambles, and so Notre Dame is going to have to be able to count for those yards in the scramble game. He didn't have any scramble yards against against uh, UConn. He only had 10 against Lafayette in a, in a sloppy day. the scoring pro football folks, he, he had 41 scramble yards against Clemson, and he had 76 scramble yards against Northwestern. And that's the danger there. So you add that to the aspect of the pass game. Those are more passing yards, which is that's where the danger comes from. Now, they account for rushing yards, which is why I'm looking here. So Duke averages 200 yards per game. They're 15th in college football in yards per attempt at 5.7. That's a really good number. But a big part of that, as we talked about, is the success of Riley Leonard. Riley Leonard right now is averaging 8.2 yards per carry. Now, their other backs are still good, too. Jordan Waters is averaging 6.6, and Jacquez Moore is averaging 5.3. Jordan Waters is coming off of a a, a game against Clemson where he had 63 yards and 11 carries. He went for 65 yards on 10 carries against Northwestern. He only had 18 on 7 carries against against, uh, UConn, but he had been pretty good up until then. Uh, Jordan Jacquez Moore went for 43 yards on eight carries against Clemson so your two backs ran for 106 yards on 19 carries against Clemson. That's a good day of work, a day of work when you're talking about what your quarterback also brings to the table. And against Northwestern, their two tailbacks combined for 126 yards on only 20 carries. So against the two power five teams they've played, their backs have combined for over 100 yards in both games and then when you add what Riley uh, Leonard brings to the table, it makes it even more effective. I like Duke's run scheme a lot. They do a lot of uh, off tackle, a lot of outside zone stretch, those type of runs. Which account? Which here's what makes that dangerous. Number one, their offensive line is not a big mauling physical line. So a lot, but they're technically sound. They're decent athletes. It allows them to kind of get those fast swipe plays going, where they can op- open up creases and vertical insertions for the run game. But the other thing that it does is when you look at it, it creates it, it makes it a little harder to defend the quarterback. So they'll do those long runs and he'll pull that sucker and take it out the back door. They'll do that stuff and he'll do a vertical insertion himself. It can be, it can be challenging and it requires you to be physical up front. It allows you to be gap correct up front and it allows you to be disciplined from a play calling and play execution standpoint. Otherwise they're going to hurt you. The other thing about it too, is Duke does a great job on the season of limiting negatives. So let's go back to the pass game here real quick. Duke has only allowed two sacks all season. They rank fourth in college football in fewest sacks allowed per game. They rank 16th in the country in tackles for loss allowed per game. Fewest tackles allowed, loss allowed per game. Notre Dame has stunk in both areas. Notre Dame ranks 112th in sacks per game. They rank 130th out of 133 teams in tackles for loss per game. That can't continue this poorly against Duke. It can't. And Duke has also been very good at ripping off long runs. They have five runs in four games of over 30 yards. Notre Dame's only allowed one all year. They allowed that last week against Ohio State. So something's going to have to give here. And Notre Dame's numbers are a lot better than their statistics look, in my opinion. They're actually – they've been a pretty good rushing team all year, in my opinion, and and have been pretty stout against the run – Especially when you consider that they've they've got a game against Navy under their belt, uh, Central Michigan went for 131. Uh, Ohio State was only 126. Navy was only 126. Tennessee State was 89. NC State was 84. That has to continue, but none of those teams, including NC State, had a quarterback that's as dynamic as Riley Leonard. And that's the that's the big sort of asterisk about this matchup is what he brings to the table. The defensive line is going to have to play well and Al Golden's going to have to be on top of his game. And I'm very curious to see kind of what he brings to the table because this is the matchup that always kind of concerns me when you talk about a guy that's been in the NFL for a long time because they don't they don't face kids like this where the running game from the quarterback is such an emphasis. I mean, other than what, Lamar Jackson with Baltimore? Other than that, you don't really face this type of attack in the NFL. And that's where a a guy that's been in the NFL as long as Al Golden has been in the NFL could can – be problematic because you because of what this type of guy can bring to the table, and so Notre Dame is going to have to be you know he's going to have to be on top of his game, and I'm very curious to see kind of how he handles uh, that type of weapon. and And Notre Dame didn't really face that a ton last year, if you if you think about it. I mean, Caleb Williams was was that kind of quarterback, and and they struggled containing him in that game. You know, Clemson didn't really have that kind of quarterback, Syracuse didn't really have that kind of quarterback, UNLV didn't have that kind of quarterback, Stanford didn't. BYU didn't. North Carolina did to a degree, and they did a nice job shutting down Drake May, but it's a different type of run game, a much more physical offensive line than what North Carolina had. So you're gonna have to be on on your game. And if Notre Dame can't stop the Duke running game, and they allow, and it doesn't even mean that they go for 200 yards, but if they're just four, five, six, you know, third and five, and Riley Leonard scrambles and and picks up the first down, that's gonna make this game a lot more competitive than it should be. As much as I love Duke and what Mike Elko has done, this game should be a Notre Dame double-digit win. But it could also end up being a Notre Dame loss because Duke is good enough. If you don't play well, to beat you, and that's going to be the interesting part is, and this stat is going to be, um, this part of the matchup is going to be a big part of that. Notre Dame is going to have to shut down the run if Duke, if Duke winning and losing is ultimately determined by. Riley Leonard and the receivers ability to throw the football that's advantage Notre Dame because Notre Dame's that's where Notre Dame has the biggest talent advantage we just saw what they did to the Ohio State receivers who are excellent by the way excellent excellent players and outside of a a couple clutch plays Notre Dame did a lot a lot to keep that pass game in check you know Ohio State only threw for what was it 240 yards in this pass game against them, you know, 6.3 yards per attempt uh, is, I mean, the only time that they've been lower than 6.3 yards per attempt in the last, let's go down here, the last um, two, three years, the last time that they were held to that low yards per attempt in a non-50-mile-an-hour win day was back in 2020 in the national title game against Alabama, held them to 5.9. That's the last time Ohio State was this low, 6.3 yards per attempt. Uh, you know, to start a season. So I thought Notre Dame did a really nice job there. They are going to win that matchup if it's about your guys versus our guys. Where it can get problematic is if Duke is able to balance the run game. And if Notre Dame can't contain Riley Leonard, that's where Duke can kind of negate the talent advantage that Notre Dame has in this matchup. And uh, it's going to make for a, a huge, huge, huge factor in this game. So it's, The Notre Dame pass offense against the Duke pass defense is the matchup to watch on on, when Notre Dame's offense is on the field, when the Notre Dame defense is on the field. It's can they shut down the run game and can they keep Riley Leonard uh, prevent Riley Leonard from taking this game over with his running ability and then ability to make plays off structure, out of structure, off platform, all those type of expressions. They have to not let him take this game over, and because if he doesn't take the game over, I don't think they're good enough to beat Notre Dame. Uh, it would only come down to then, at that point in time, Notre Dame beating themselves with a bunch of bad turnovers on offense and give Duke easy points. That's going to be the big key in the game.